Welcome back to the Spook Show. This month we're talking about some horror flicks with some Satanism. And to the surprise of probably no one who's been paying attention, the element of Satan in film goes right back to the dawn of cinema with George Millet's The Laboratory of Mephistopheles, based on The Legend of Faust, which came out back in 1897. But the high watermark for Satanism flicks was absolutely the 70s. Like, just skimming through the the, uh, the Wikipedia just page on satanic film, listing everything out. Like, you know, you got, you got some pre-60s stuff, like a few. A few in the 60s. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like, seven in the 60s. And in the 70s, the list just goes on and on and on and on. And then the 80s, it had, it had more than the 60s, but way less than the 70s. And 90s, yeah, about the same. 2000s, a little bit less. 2010s, it's a bit, it, it starts tapering off. It, more in 2010s than the 2000s, but the 70s reign supreme for Satanism horror. The grindhouse ran pink and red with no shortage of ritualistic orgies and human sacrifice. So, it's no surprise that as the 80s arrived, the human being, a notoriously stupid animal, decided that all that stuff in those movies was totally real and happening in, an, in abandoned houses and spooky warehouses right next door. And we got satanic panic. Now, maybe it wasn't just the overload of Satanism flicks that did it. Maybe it was also because, for the first time ever, Satanism had become an actual branch of religion back in 1966. Prior to Anton LaVey founding the Church of Satan, there were no Satanists. Kind of. Specifically, there was no established Satanic religion. Instead, the label of Satanist was mostly just something the Christians used to label people they didn't like. The targets of the label varied, and in a particularly hilarious act of Uno Reverse Card, at one point, the Roman Catholics accused the newly formed Protestants as be of being Satanists, and the Protestants, in turn, said the Pope was the Antichrist. They legitimately wow. Uno Reverse carded it. <laughs> I mean... They're like, you guys are Satanists. It's like, no, you. Um... I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> yeah, it was literally, I know you are, but what am I? Also, rest in peace, Paul Rubens. Ah, uh, that happened this week too. That, that was oh, sad. Did it? Yeah. Uh, Apparently, he had sad. been he had been quietly fighting cancer for the last six years, and he just he didn't tell fucking anybody. Wait, you you mentioned yeah. that earlier. I think who was he again? Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You didn't yeah. mention him earlier. A coworker did. Okay. That's right. I was like, oh yeah. But I didn't realize he was that old. Honestly. I don't. I don't think it was necessarily he was that old. He, he just. I don't know what kind of cancer he had, but apparently the cancer got him. But like he's been was apparently fighting it. And like he left a mess. Like one of his last messages was to like the public and fans and just apologizing for never saying anything about it. But he just didn't want to like worry anyone or freak anyone out. He just mm -hmm. wanted to like kind of quietly handle it himself. He was seventy. Holy okay. Jeez. I well I just it's it's more one of those things where like when I look at up celebrities that I've kinda I guess grown up with, mm -hmm. they didn't seem 
well, they still don't see he didn't seem that old at 70 either, but like Yeah. There's a lot of um people that I just come across and I'm just like, when did you get so old? Like I think um uh, Fudge would uh he played Hellboy. Oh, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman does that to me sometimes. I forget that Ron Perlman's like Yeah, he's up there. Fucking what is he? He's seven he's in his seventies as well, early seventies. Yeah. Like I forget. Like, <clears throat> yeah. like honestly, like I'm sure if I I hung out and paid more attention, I'd realize, oh yeah, you know, you can kind of come. Well, they all like, they only get older. It's the problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody like, you, I, I, only I gets forget. older, except that Benjamin Button motherfucker, and this is why he's got like a kill order on him because that motherfucker's getting younger, and uh, it's not bad. we we hate him for it. Fuck that mm-hmm. guy. But anyway, the side tangent start start early, but yes, rest in peace, Paul Rubens. Mm-hmm. You were a fucking legend. I grew up with you. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Satanist was really it was just it was just a thing you called people who were outside the norm, who didn't conform to the church or society, the other that haunts the waking nightmares of uptight squares when they thrash around in a flop sweat at night. <laughs> But now, in the modern era, we do have Satanists. And like every other brand of modern religion, we have a variety of flavors of Satanism. So much so that there are two major branches. You have the atheistic Satanists, and you have the theistic Satanists. Now, if you're familiar with Satanism as a religion at all, you probably know one of, the, one of two of the specific breeds of, of um, atheistic Satanism. Either the Church of Satan, that being the one founded by LaVey in 66, or maybe more popular these days, the, the Satanic Temple. Both are, uh, both are in the atheistic camp of Satanism, as I mentioned. The Church of Satan revolves around the concept of self-worship and is kind of a direct counter to Christianity in a lot of ways. The Satanic Temple is a more of a is more of a political organization with the focus on striving to maintain or enforce the separation of church and state. They're the guys who made the Baphomet statue. They're also the guys who performed a pink mass on the grave of Fred Phelps' mother to turn her into a lesbian. <laughs> and, if, and if you know who Fred Phelps and the Westboro Baptist Church are, then you know how hilarious that is. Like I just read up about. <laughs> like they just they went to Fred Phelps's mother's grave and held some kind of pink mass and they're like, "Hey Fred, your mother's a lesbian now." Shit, I bet they've done it to him now too. <laughs> right? Uh... Um so like re- predominantly like they they do strive to for like the separation of church and state and they do a lot of other like kind of um community outreach type stuff like they're they're big for like helping uh, children in need and stuff like that, but but a lot of their antics are are like pranks. They're like they're 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 very trolly, um, but like good natured trolliness from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side, you've got the theistic Satanists, and there's a number of branches of theistic Satanism, and I don't have the time to do extensive enough research on any of them. And this is a horror movie talk show not a theology talk show, so I'm just going to give you some of the names because, say what you will about them, they have some great names. We've got Luciferianisms, or Luciferianism, 
which is kind of obvious. Order of the Nine Angels, Temple of Set, and yeah. Joy of I've, Satan. I've heard of Temple of Set and, okay. uh, what was the first one, Luciferian? I've heard that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know uh, really anything about them, but definitely have heard the names. Yeah, I skimmed through all of them, and, like, it's it's one of those things that, like, each one is uniquely different. Um, mm-hmm. And there's definitely a lot more that, like, I I read about it, there was a lot of interesting stuff, but it, I, it definitely struck me as the sort of thing of, like, I don't really want to talk about any of them in depth, because, like, I would not know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, so, so I am not like knowledgeable enough to speak on any of them, but they are all, they all in their own way seem like interesting rabbit holes to fall down. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, needless to say, (laughs) when you say Satanist, you really need to be specific because there are a lot of definitions and many of them do not align at all. Hell, there's, there's even a sub branch of, of atheistic Satanism that that sprung off of LeVay's Church of Satan after he died. And mm-hmm. I think, I believe I, I read that, like, the new head of the Church of Satan moved their headquarters, I think, from California to New York. And then LeVay's daughter, I believe, was like, I don't agree with you guys, so I'm forming my own branch. <laughs> Which I believe is the first Church of Satan. So, yeah. <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> Satan- wow. Satanists are just like every other religion. There's like eight different, like, sub-branches that are either loosely related or completely unrelated with one another, but still kind of revolving around the same thing, but also kind of not. Because, of course, the atheistic Satanists, like, they don't believe in Satan. Like, the, the actual Satan. Mm-hmm. Or, or any kind of religious, like, Christian Christian doctrine whatsoever. So, it's interesting. Like, it's an interesting rabbit hole. But, we again, this is not a theology talk show. This is a horror movie talk show. So let's talk about some satanic horror movies. Satan! Um, oh, wait, no, there was a couple other random addendums. So, so another cu- couple fun things. I couldn't fit it into the monologue specifically, but I did want to mention it. So the, the Church of Satan website. Uh, you know how um, there's like those like Christian groups and, and just like the the parental groups that like watch movies and then they like warn you about stuff, or or maybe they do the opposite. And they're like you you should watch this movie because it's an excellent example of these Christian values. So the Church of Satan has a page devoted exclusively to uh, satanic movies, mm-hmm. and, and it's not just like actual like satanism horror movies it's literally like all sorts of of movies from every genre throughout the years and and they tell you they give you little notes as to like how it applies to their satanic laws and like what satanic laws and satanic principles that the movie exemplifies so i thought that was really entertaining and interesting it is interesting um and I can't remember what the other uh, fun note that I that I saw that I think I might have slipped it into the monologue somewhere randomly. But yeah, all right, movie time. Starting with 1975's Race with the Devil, which was my pick. 
And uh, interestingly enough, at you least... mean ride with the devil? Oh, is it ride? Or is, is it, it no? It's race. It's race. Oh, well, race. then in the yeah, yeah. in the thingy. The spreadsheet was incorrect. I corrected mine when I sent it in. Fair, yeah, no, I I think I transposed race and ride like three different times. That's fine. And I there's a completely different out. movie called Ride with the Devil that I don't even think is a horror movie. That came out in like 1999. <laughs> but not not a huge amount of info I could pull up on this. Um, mm -mm. As far as far as like any kind of trivia or fun stuff. Uh, but it, it came out in 75. It starred Peter Fonda and Warren Oates, who made, mm -hmm. I think, three movies together as co-stars. Uh, I think this was, like, the middle one that they did. Uh, it had a budget of, uh, like, just under $2 million, and its box office was either $12 million or $6 million. <laughs> But either way, that's a pretty decent profit off of the movie. Uh, and yeah, I've heard about this one for years. Like this has always been one of those, like, oh, race with the devil is like top tier. Is it? That, I mean, that's how I always heard it like spoken of like that. It's, oh, a, it's I've a classic, never heard of it before. it's I like a either. classic satanic horror movie. Like it's, it's one of the really good satanic horror movies from from the 70s but like i didn't really know any like i think i knew peter peter fonda was in it and i knew that i had heard throughout the years i'd heard people talking about it and like talking about it highly but i did not fully know what to expect other than like i was pretty sure it was it was like the general plot of like pe people witness satanic ritual and then get hunted on the highway like I knew that, but that was about it. Um, so I was surprised to find that it was uh, it was PG. But don't worry, because it's seventies PG, which means we still get a few naked ladies. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Even if the the fully in view bare breasts have like a little vaseline over pre them, it was pretty blurry on. Uh... It was on all it that. was it was a little blurred, but it wasn't that blurred. It's just like. It was blurred just enough to be like, yes, we censored it, but like uh -huh. you could still make out full breasts. You know, there's titties under yeah, there. Yeah, it's like, yo, that's that's basically that's that's me looking at titties with my glasses off. That's all that is. Oh, okay. So what if you watch that without your glasses? It just then is it finally that, obfuscated? That, yeah, no. That that point, yeah, no. It would be fully censored whatsoever. Completely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> At that point, though. But yeah, no. That that yeah, the Vaseline smudge would could not have been there, and it would have been censored with my without my glasses. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, no. I had I had fun with it. Like it was it was an entertaining time. Uh, I like Peter Fonda. Um. I don't think I'm as familiar with Warren Oates, but I enjoyed him too. Uh, and it was, uh, it got, it got surprisingly tense in a few of the, the scenes that it I did. wasn't expecting. Like, especially like when they get stuck in the river, when they're first trying to make their escape, like it's such an mm -hmm. obvious thing, but the way that the scene was like shot and performed and everything like that, I was kind of tense. I was like, Oh fuck, maybe they're not going to get out of here. Um, and on top of that is it's mostly a car chase movie. But it's a pretty good car chase movie. I mean, it's got a car chase with a truck that 
focused on just two wheels. Uh, maybe even right? one wheel for a little bit there. That truck skids on like two wheel on its side on two, two wheels, wheels for, like for so long. That was really fucking cool. That was yeah. fucking awesome. I, I kept expecting it to tip over and, and it didn't. It just kept rolling. I'm like, that's like the greatest car stunt I've ever seen in my life. Holy shit. Especially since you know it's like back then where it's like, oh yeah, he's it's just a, doing that. Yeah, no, it's real car chase movie. This is real machines smashing into each other. This ain't no CG garbage. Mm -mm. And it like I feel like that makes a huge difference. Like I've seen a lot of cool modern car chase stuff with like Fast and Furious and stunts and whatnot, but like a lot of it is CG or 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 other like camera trickery type stuff. Mm -hmm. And it still looks cool and it can still be thrilling, but nothing will really hit the same as like 70s car chase movies where mm -hmm. like those are real cars. They may not be going as fast as they look like they're going, but those are real cars smashing into each other or running off the road or flipping over and real motherfuckers driving them. Like, mm -hmm. So just the, the quality of, like, that stunt work alone just is, like, impressive and and awesome to look at. But, you know, overall, like, it wasn't, like, I don't know if I would put it on, like, the top of my Satanism horror flicks pile. Mm -hmm. uh, it was mostly just kind of a fun, comfy romp for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree for the most part, but at least personally, I feel like it did have some of that, like, 70s pacing things. I know it's just, like, movies of different eras, but I'm like, okay, yeah, but, like, come on, let's, uh, let's, let's keep like, going. Yeah, right, mm -hmm. like, let's, let's Yeah, there were a few on. moments where, where it got slow. But I, but I, I did. I'm trying to remember specifically which ones. Though. I lost my shit though when the snakes got introduced. Dude, the fucking. Right no, I was sitting there laughing my ass. Like, no, it's tense. Don't get me wrong, but like, just knowing as much as I do about those snakes, if, if they aren't aggressive like that, calm down. Well, they were they were Satanist snakes. Oh, no, <laughs> they were trained for murder. So, like, but I will give them the benefit of the doubt. They did, I, and like I, I, I kind of applauded the film for this. Those look like freaking cobras. They didn't. Oh, look they look like, like rattlers to me. They, they huh? were very clearly rattlers. Oh, rattlers. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. My my brain. Um, they, 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 um, they did not do the common thing that most movies do, which is where they just use ball pythons. Yeah, exactly. That that alone like impressed the shit out of me. That I'm like, like that's that's those are real fucking rattlesnakes. Or or my favorite thing that they do is they obviously they couldn't have done this in this one, but they do. I, I think I saw a movie where they CGI'd a rattle onto a python. Like, oh like, my god. Not all this <laughs> that, that's that's a whole other level of lays. I gotta figure out where I saw it. It was probably yeah, a I don't remember my movie, I think. The closest thing I can remember to that was um what, what was the one I picked for Killer Snake Month? Uh Boa? Oh yeah. Where where the Boa, the giant Boa had like a, a scorpion like tail for some oh, reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it was like skewering people with. And I was like, yeah. but why? It's a boa. Because, <laughs> um, you know. And at that point, it, it, it was the whole snake was CG in that movie, too. So. Yes. But yeah, no, I was impressed as hell that they threw actual real fucking rattlers 
mm-hmm. into the movie. Because you're right. Like, most of the time, it's just like, people are like, oh, no, a snake, a snake. And it's also, like, sure it's a python. Animal violence in it? it? It seemed like, if, if yeah, it seemed like those rattlers might not have made it. No, I don't. Oh, think that, so. that that whole movie in that time period is very much like animals. Eh, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, shit. Even I'm pretty sure in uh, the original Friday the Thirteenth, they they legitimately cut a snake in half. Oh yes, they camera. do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a little like the uh, the animal rights movement hadn't quite ramped up to the extent. No. Uh. That, that I just also like apparently like they they probably had rattler anti venom on the side side I hope they would have well, had or, to and they probably like or um, they defanged them def- either defanged them or um, so inhuman can't you also like um, siphon off their po- their venom no, yeah I don't think so I, well, I, I mean you can you can like recouping. Yeah, but I mean, I, you could like I think milk it out as much yeah, as you can, and then, and then and then do yeah. yeah. But well, that's I just mean, a guess. I would I, have no I idea. would love to give you guys fascinating rattlesnake trivia from uh, Ride with Race with the Devil, but unfortunately, I can't fucking find any. <laughs> like, there's none in the obvious place. Like, it probably exists, but, like, I would probably have to get, like, the Blu-ray and, like, watch some commentary or, like, a behind-the-scenes retrospective or something, maybe. But, um, unfortunately, I couldn't do that. But, either way, like, yeah, seeing the Rattlers was... was seeing Rattlers used as Rattlers was mm-hmm. still very cool. Apparently. And stood out. Apparently, you can defang a snake, but and you can remove the venom gland. However, the mm-hmm. ductin gland have been known to regenerate and supposedly safe, quote unquote, snakes have killed mice and successfully envenomated humans. Snakes say fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about snake. <laughs> so hard. Oh man, that just sounds so. Defanging your snake is strongly considered if it's venomous. Why would you have a pet venom? Humans are real crazy sometimes. I'm just gonna yeah. say it. There we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, it sounds I about human. Sounds about human. <laughs> um, but I, I had a, I had a good time. I'll, I'll admit, I don't remember a lot of this movie other than the snakes and the 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 um, the pickup truck on two wheels. Yeah. And the car chasing like i actually kind of forgot about the ritualistic satanism going on in there i forgot about that part for a bit Mm -hmm. um because car chases but (laughs) um like it was it was good it was comfy the other two definitely like stuck more in my brain hole but that's probably because they were more modern yeah yeah yeah, and like honestly, well, at the I mean, end at the, the very, the, at I the mean, end of the this, day, yeah, at the end of the day, like I'll, I'll, I'll remember the car chases. Yeah, um, and it's not that the acting was bad or anything like that. I just like it was okay. Like, yeah, as far as like the story goes, it was cozy. Well, I'd, wa- I'd have it. It's one of those movies. I'd be like, oh, let's put it on in the background while we do stuff. That's fine by me. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, no, I could see this yeah. being like an intermittent, like, like Halloween and time watch. Just to, like, throw it, because there's nothing, like, 
You can kind of, again, yeah. You can have it on in the background. You can like tune in. This to is it a, out. in my opinion, and, this is almost a Graham's safe. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. Too well. I don't know. But at the very least, like we're we're doing Satanism month. As mentioned, the seventies was prime time for Satanism movies. We had to have at least one Satanism flick in the mix, and I can only hope that after the fact. Some seventies pacing issues aside, Kettle doesn't hate me <laughs> for, no, for throwing no. in a seventies movie. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, you can't do worse than whatever the fuck that was <laughs> yeah, we watched there, last month. So, there, like... there, say what you will about Race with the Devil, it has practically no hardcore incest in it. Yeah, so that's great. there's that. No, that. <laughs> no, I, I definitely enjoyed aspects of it because I mean, I I like the whole RV thing. I remember when I watched it, he said it's like, oh, it's a thirty-eight thousand dollar RV. So I plugged that in the inflation calculator, and it was about two hundred grand. Jesus um, Christ! Yeah, that was a luxury RV though. It was oh yeah, seventy-five. Was too, fucking so it was spacious. New. It was newish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that that um, sounds right. That would be around the time RV culture started springing up. Oh yeah, it look. I mean, it looked pretty nice when it's not are getting attacked by me? Satanists. Right. Join in on RV culture. Some of them RVs are nice. Yeah, yeah. well, because they're in there, they got the little TVs watching football, making fucking martinis. Like, Hell yeah. that, right? that was and, pretty and, much the goal of just riding dirt bikes and getting drunk. Like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I don't blame them. I think that might be my new life goal after. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, also, also in the cast, uh, worth mentioning, R.G. Armstrong, who played the uh, sheriff-slash-lead Satanist. Uh, which, if he mm-hmm. looked familiar, uh, he was also in uh, Predator. He, he played General Phillips. He was also in Dick Tracy as Pruneface. <laughs> and uh, he was in Children of the Corn. He was the, um, the uh, mechanic, gas station guy, that was kind of working with the kids until they turned on him. Oh. Which we did Children oh, okay. of the Corn on the show, so... We've definitely mm-hmm. all seen him there. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. I did most recently see him in Warlock the Armageddon. Because he showed up. I was like, I just saw that dude in something. Where? What? I thought it might have been one of the what Friday the 13th. You... But no, definitely Warlock the Armageddon. And maybe also one of the Friday the 13th. When do you, when do you like the... Uh... Well, he was in Friday the 13th, the series. Was he in... Uh... No, he definitely was not. Or I'm missing it. Uh, yeah, so it was cool seeing him. And I think one of the other things I enjoyed about it was, it, like, it, and it almost, ra- it, by the end, it ramps up almost to, like, comical proportions. But it mm-hmm. still, I thought, did a pretty decent, like, job of, like, like playing on the paranoia elements where yeah. like everyone's a Satanist and they're all trying to ruin your vacation. <laughs> like also, how about that? Everyone that couple was a that, Satanist. that just barges into the RV when they're at that park. Like, Oh, Hey there neighbor. And it's like, uh, excuse you. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Get the fuck out of here. And then of course it's revealed at the end that they too were Satanists. Yeah. We're like, Oh yeah, we, we got one of these, but we got, y'all got the real wood. Oh, you got the plastic, huh? It's like, Oh, yeah, you know, I wanted maintenance to be easier. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, my wife has to, like, scrub this twice a week to keep it clean. It's like, my God. Jesus Christ, you people seem... It's a lot of work to be, Even if you weren't Satanists, you people seem like the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That that aside, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I well, I wouldn't say I enjoyed that. I would have been angry, but you know. Your toilet right. if you could have had scrubbage. Right? Fuck that. Oh lord. But yeah, I think it got a few things. Did it get some? Where's my sheet? I need my sheet. Uh, yeah, it got a few. It got a favorite poster. It's such a cool poster, lots of action in it. it. It almost reminds me of like an old um like Marvel Comics cover, the way it's laid out. Mm-hmm. Uh comfiest, because it is it's a pretty chill, comfy movie. And and also scariest. Surprisingly enough. Just because just the concept of like you're minding your own business, you're doing your thing, and then you see some shit you didn't want to see and shouldn't have seen and suddenly you're being fucking hunted and there's right. no yeah just by happenstance yeah and the, and there's no one to trust like you literally cannot trust anyone like that that level of paranoia like it always gets me uh but that's what it got for me uh Neff? it got uh, favorite poster for me because again like I don't I like older posters from that like era from like the 60s 70s yeah. um and then I got comfiest movie because the other two were not comfy at all <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> so um by default and also just because like honestly if even just by it does truly fit the comfiest movie like it's something I put on the background yeah so <laughs> That's all it got from me, though. Uh, it got a couple from me. Uh, mainly, most quotable because I did like just some of the exchanges. And yeah. uh, I like when they go to the mechanic shop and he's like, oh, what happened to your back window? And he's just like, I don't drive so good. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed the dialogue in that in several parts. Uh, and then favorite sfx because like it was all practical all just cars yeah. and stunts and like i yeah i i loved all of that those are the two it got from me nice anybody else have anything on i i, I realize i skimmed uh, skipped right to the let's pick oh no that's right. fine i i cover most of my things the the quotes the weird couple yeah uh yeah the the chasing I brought up the truck on two wheels. <laughs> that was what I most remembered. And Side wheeling. Side wheeling Satan satanic. Side wheeling those side wheeling Satanists are at it again. Nose nose. Get boss hog on the line. Alright, so I guess that'd bring us to the house of the devil. From 2009, which is Neffy's pick. It was. And uh, uh, this movie, um, how do I feel about it? Um, I don't care how much you need that money, woman. <laughs> like, don't take the job. Also, Ty West, the fuck? Like, I was gonna say this is your first Ty West movie, but no, you saw um, uh, his his Jonestown style flick. Uh... Oh, that was him. Yeah, that was also Ty West. That 
movie was Fuck, what was that movie depraved. Called? Oh yeah. Oh my god. I think he might have used actual audio footage from the Jonestown massacre. Like anyway I mean if um, not, he recreated the vibe. I mean I, I would imagine it was just used. It is it is a pretty famous recording. Yeah. It is. It the sacrament. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah, sacrament. that I'm. Oh, mm, oof. So, <laughs> House of the Devil. First of all, the style of this was wonderful. It was mm -hmm. wonderfully done. It got favorite SFX for me for a reason. Um, like uh, honestly, like I just really dug the entire like the old school movie vibe without it feeling like. It didn't have the pacing issues that a traditional 70, 70s movie has, in my opinion, because you go, you get to know them a little bit, you understand where they are, and then she's going, and it's the fault of her friend. And then all of a sudden, her friend, and just to give you a little bit of a push, you know, so that, you know, you're you're confirmed, everything is not okay. You know, the friend gets shot in the car, and, and you're just like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. Like, I saw it coming. Right. But like, just but it's still it that, happens fast. Oh, you're I remember the babysitter, kablap. Yeah, literally. But yeah, I and I, well, I say I quote unquote I liked that uh, because it was just a like no try to draw it out for suspense or whatever. It's like oh no, you're not the babysitter. Don't care. Bop. Yeah, like Ooh, I remember. I remember that moment when the first time I saw it, I was blown. <laughs> I was as blown away as she was. I was like, yeah. what the fuck. Um, also, a uh, fun little bit of trivia. I didn't, didn't, Neff, did you uh, do do uh, do you have trivia regarding that death? I do, but wait, wait, wait the the kablam death. Yeah, I I don't think I pulled it up. No. Okay. I, I don't, I well, don't I, have a okay, then I, then I do, <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious. Um. <laughs> So, so the woman playing the friend who gets her head blown off, Kablapped, yeah, is is Greta Gerwig. Mm -hmm. Right. Greta Gerwig's name may sound familiar, uh, in this in this uh immediate vicinity, because she is also the director of Barbie. Yeah, she mm -hmm. is. <laughs> director. <laughs> there are a lot of movies out there, but this is the only one, to my knowledge, that has acclaimed Barbie director Greta Gerwig getting her head blown off. <laughs> <laughs> some for some reason that makes that death even more even better to me. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's hilarious because I think just because of the concept of in. this woman's gonna go on to make the Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know about Barbenheimer. <laughs> Barbenheimer, <laughs> bro. I was listening to. Uh, I'm like, it's so it? weirdly topical that we picked this movie. <laughs> I was actually listening to a little side tangent. I was listening to uh, Brain Leak, which is um, another podcast. But they, Ethan and um, uh, isn't that Jack Jack Septicai? Yeah, Jack Septicai yeah. are in a podcast together, and they're talking about how they're going to go do their double feature, and they're going to go do Barbie and Oppenheimer, and they were debating with each other which should go first. <laughs> Oppenheimer, easy. Yeah, because then you're all Wait. fucking depressed and shit, and then you can go have fun with Barbie. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that was my thinking, but like, you know what? That makes sense, especially yeah. like I haven't seen it or nothing, but like I've seen many of Nolan's other movies, and like, yeah, after a Nolan movie, you want something fun. 
Yeah. Like, even I, if it's not, like, depressing Nolan, it's just, brain. like, no, Nolan mind-fucking you for, like, two and a half, three hours. You're like, God damn it! I just want something light. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen both of them, and I I really loved both of them, but yeah, very different vibes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! When you look at the Barbie movie on Google, it turns pink and sparkles at you. Of course it does. That is. <laughs> I'm sorry. There are some moments where technology just makes me really happy for some strange. Oh, and it keeps it pink. All right. <laughs> yep, that's anyway, never coming out. <laughs> it's going to anyway, be pink forever. Also, also, we had a very lovely Tom Noonan. Yes, I love Tom Noonan. I do too, because he's got the best last name. He's got a great name. He's got a great face. He's got a great voice. He's got such a kind face. He was yeah. such a kind man. No, well, that's why he makes such a great evil Satanist because he you're like, you're like, oh, it's Tom Noonan. Like, he can't be evil. <laughs> It's Tom. It. It's the Noonan. It, when I was watching it, and he answered the door, I was like, Noonan. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, I'll admit, I haven't seen a lot. I don't think I've really seen any of his movies. I know other him than, like from Robocop, yeah, Ro Robocop. Well, he was the villain again, the villain. Strangely mm -hmm. enough, in Robocop Two. That's right. In in RoboCop one, the main villain was Kurtwood Smith, who also has an amazing name, an amazing voice, and an amazing face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think it's just because I've heard you talk about him so much. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a that, huge Tom Noonan fan. Yeah, and 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 I think that's just where and it's a funny last name, so I'll remember funny last names. But also, I enjoyed Jocelyn uh, Donahue. Jocelyn yeah. was really great as the main protagonist lady. She was a little stupid, I'm not gonna lie. But she had she had the great look for being essentially an eighties final girl. Like she, she did she looked like an eighties final girl. Oh no, she did such a good job and like no, I'm just like saying, a like, young Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm almost. like I'm like, you look too smart to actually be this stupid. Stop it. Stop it. Don't don't go in the house. When he when you when you no, when your friend's freaking out to not do it, just go back home with her. Trust her. <laughs> Trust her. Well, I like, mean, I could I could see being like, all right, well, it's Tom Noonan, so like I'll probably be fine. But then she meets the wife, and the wife is Mary Warrenov. And if the wife is Mary Warrenov, you get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> You do not I trust mean, Mary Warrenoff. Just Mary Warrenoff. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Mary Warrenoff. Based on uh, like Mary Warrenoff, also um, you saw her in uh, remember Hellhole? Yes. She was she was the evil science, mad science lady from Hellhole. She was in Warlock was, too. That's where I know. Oh, her that's from. right. She was also in War. She played the uh, the mystic in in Warlock. Yes, mm -hmm. also true. She's also been Chopping Mall and a bunch of other stuff. She is. Silent Night and Bloody Night. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she's also she was also in that new um, movie about the Velvet Underground, which I need to check okay. out. Okay. And that came out in 2021. New. I mean, I'm paying. I finally decided to pay attention to it. New to, new to you. <laughs> yeah, new, new to you. Um, but... Okay, so there's apparently a movie she's in called Frog-g-g-g! Exclamation mark. 
It's got Mary <laughs> Warnoff and Christy Russell in it. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I think I, I think I've seen that title before. I don't think I've, I've seen I've seen Frogs. No, it's which, Frog. Yeah, no, I, it's a different one, uh, which I think yeah. I've only ever seen the title of. I've not seen the movie, mm-hmm. but I, I have seen Frogs, and uh, it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. It exists. It happened. There, there are. It can confirm. It does have frogs. So, did anybody see Ty West? Oh, does he have a cameo? He does. Did anybody see Ty West? No, mostly because I don't remember what Ty West looks like. He was the teacher. Oh, okay. He's yeah. He's 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 attractive. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. He's like he's average looking in my mind. I'm like he's average looking. <laughs> he looks like your everyday white man. Right. He's a white degree. dude. <laughs> he's a white dude. Yeah, I guess I don't know how else to say that. Like Oh right, he is the one. No, I have seen uh I my first uh movie with him was Innkeepers. Oh right, yes, the Innkeepers. Yeah, I, saw Innkeepers. I forgot that, that we watched the Innkeepers together. Yeah. yeah. Innkeepers was the good. The Innkeepers also very good. Yeah. Um. So this movie, though, this movie, this movie that we watched of his. Yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So um, I don't know. I thought the pacing was really good. Um, I felt that the actors. Uh, they were whoever did the um the contingency and like just had everything to do with the um timepiece setting down to like the headphones she had on the tape player all of that like everything was just so good like applause to that like everything looked really good including like the grain on the film the tvs like oh man the cars like it was just it was like being back in the 80s Mm-hmm. It, was, it was so cool says the, I mean, not that says I've the person been in the 80s, who was definitely but, not around like, in the 80s shut up you were <laughs> a baby and infantile i know but i'm also but, not making the claim like, but like it feels like it, fe- it does no it feels like an 80s movie it, yeah it the feels, vibe it and feels aesthetic like yeah. yeah it looks and feels like an 80s movie it feels like looking at those movies of like you know family in the 80s or like the pictures or something yeah. like that like it looks like a movie the aesthetic is definitely yeah like they they did it spot on like yeah in fact had... I, i'm pretty sure i would attribute this as being like the dawn of uh neo nostalgia uh and like like stuff like this or like turbo kid and, and mm-hmm. the the things that like they don't just like bring certain elements from the 80s and and put it in their movie like they try to make a movie that looks like it came out of the 80s like got made in the 80s got lost on a shelf or in a in an attic somewhere for for 20 30 years and then found you know what these people don't ever get enough um like shout outs for what they do but for the art department of this movie the yeah. set dresser was Dennis Franklin he okay. did a wonderful job. Yes. Property master was Tim Linden. Um, and scenic was Travis Moonsheen, David Powers, and Alicia Zietler. Uh, and then we had a lead man of Chris Hu- Trulio. Trujillo? I can't I can't roll my R's. I'm sorry, everybody. Trujillo. I'm not 
I can't. Tequila? Yeah. I'm probably it, saying it, it like it a white person, but It sound a lot better if I, I could person, roll my but... R, but I cannot. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see. We had... Um, I was trying to see if there was somebody who visual effects supervisor was John C. Loughlin. Loughlin. Um, I was, I'm sorry. I was trying to see if I could find like a um, costume and wardrobe department was Jamie Bone, Lisa Hennessy, and Christy Lee Palmer. And then I just really wanted to know who was in charge of the like the time. Stuff, but I don't think they're really. They, I don't think they break it down. To well, I think that was probably like a team effort. Like probably yeah. like like starting from Ty West because clearly, like you don't you don't create a movie that looks and feels like it's from the eighties as much as this movie does accidentally. Like clearly, no. that was by design from the very start, or right. if not by the very start, like at least early on, uh, and then the rest of the uh, cast and crew. Um, facilitated that creation. So, like, yeah, no, well done, everyone. Um, which is interesting, because, like, I feel like, I think this is, like, this at least the second, maybe the third time I've seen it. Um, so, so, one, it's actually nice to hear you say that you enjoyed the pacing, because I feel like... It, it 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 I feel like it is a very slowly paced movie, like methodically slow, like intentionally and methodically slow. It's got paced. a slow start for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. which like it and it and it almost like the movie as a whole feels almost more like an experimental film than it does just a straight up like narrative film. Even though it is, it has all the trappings of a narrative film, and it is a narrative film, but it's experimental in the sense of recreating the 80s um at an almost one-to-one ratio and like i see a lot of inspiration from halloween first and foremost mm-hmm. because ha- halloween's also very slowly paced very deliberate um and and that's what this feels like it feels like it's very deliberate it's set at a very deliberate pace um but also uh, i i tracked uh certain things that felt like they came from uh the exorcist especially towards the end when you get the demon flashes like that's Mm -hmm. that's straight out of the exorcist uh carrie it felt like especially like when she's in the white gown and it's just drenched in blood looked very carrie to me um amityville horror with her walking around the house and the house itself being kind of just eerie felt very amityville um so a lot of different little inspirations, but still a unique kind of thing unto itself, just drawing from very clear inspirations with the effort of, like, the almost, again, because, like, this is the earliest iteration that I know, well, I can think of one other one, but it's different, kind of. Mm-hmm. But the first, one of the earliest iterations that I know of that attempted to do a one-to-one recreation of a different era and sold it this well. The only other one I can think of is, I believe, from 2005 called Call of Cthulhu, which uh, recreated, um, like, a 1920s silent film in the modern era. Oh wow! Hmm. Okay. Based around H.P. Lovecraft stuff, and I remember it being super cool. 
And again, they nailed it. Like, it feels like a fucking 1920s silent era film that just manifested. And it's like, oh yeah, we lost it and here it is. Uh, It's literally just the the Call of Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Or Cthulhu. Um, But that's the only one I can think of that's early, that predates this one, that attempted something like that. Um, So that's interesting. Uh, oh wow! I just saw the. I, I I'm sorry. I just looked at the um, the like the beginning of the trailer for it. Oh my god, you're right. That is yeah, no, so they trippy. They matched it so well. I like. I really want to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, I remember they they ma- it, It's it's like yep, that's a silent movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. They fucking did it. Um, wow. Yeah, trying. So I was, I'm curious, like, because if in your research, because I forgot that the movie starts with a text crawl that implies that it's based on true events. So I was curious if you did any research on that whatsoever, because I feel like it's just there as kind of a a thing. Give me five seconds. I I feel like it's it's just there. It's just there to like have the trappings of a based on true events. By the time I got into it, I completely forgot about the beginning of the movie and the text crawl. Oh yeah, I completely forgot that it existed. To the point that when I started the movie, I was like, am I watching the right movie? (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm watching the wrong movie because none of this feels familiar. (laughs) So like, the trivia I got from it was like, you know, it was shot on 16mm film. Right, yep. Very popular in the 80s. Yep. Um, Not that I understand the difference. Not that I understand the difference in millimeters of film, but literally size and that's what usually I quality. Figured, but it—I didn't feel like getting into the minutia of it. So yeah, um, you, small smaller size film. It's usually like when you get that grainy look, like that's usually from sixteen millimeter. Mm-hmm. Whereas the thirty-five, or I think it goes up even higher to like six or seventy millimeter. Yeah, seventy millimeter is the stuff they use to shoot like. Big budget, or back in the day, big budget, like, epic type stuff. I mean, that's uh, literally what the uh, Oppenheimer film, IMAX film is. It's yep. on 70 millimeter that they've yeah. got at, like, those select theaters throughout the, the country. Mm-hmm. I heard it's definitely something to go see in IMAX. That's that's what I've heard for sure. Like, but, Yeah. Um. So, uh, the other trivia I had was, of course, that what movie was on the TV while she oh, while Sam Night was watching? <laughs> of course, because of course you, know, you don't have to. Yeah. Um. The really cool thing is, uh, this was promotionally released on a VHS in a clamshell box. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there is a promotional release that I am actually now actively looking for. <laughs> um, that was a clamshell box. That was a VHS that I'm actually looking to get for you. Ah, um, nice. Yeah, because like I know you collect stuff like that, and you'd really yeah. enjoy it. So, um, and it was shot in a total of 18 days. Nice. Yep. Um, there was. I found the 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 biggest part really really amusing was apparently because we suffer from it and I'm sure you do too, cattle. But the ladybugs. So apparently the house was infested with ladybugs. 
<laughs> and apparently you can, even though they tried really hard to get him out, um, you can still see him in some of the shots if you look for him. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if you've run into this issue, Kettle, but like around, um, around the time where it was starting to get warm and cold, warm and cold, like right towards spring. Mm-hmm. We get like these just a shit ton of fucking ladybugs everywhere. And oh, apparently yeah, it's just a thing bugs. that happens around here. <laughs> like I don't crazy. know if you also run into that same issue. But not as much. Uh not as much here. No, like we get them sometimes, but not like a crazy amount. Yeah, there I think it was like just shortly after we got Cliff that we got like or no, shortly it was before. It was before we got Cliff when the weather kept fluctuating. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was interesting. It was a new <laughs> infestation. I'll tell you what. I, I, I can't say I'm entirely mad at it, but did, did they? Happen? As far as pest infestations go, that one was pretty benign to me. Mm-hmm. Like hell, hell, the gnats were way worse than that. But like, yeah, I put I put ladybugs as far as annoyance factor. Ladybugs are just like a tad higher than the millipedes we had. Mm. The millipedes were just like chilling. They're very slow. They rarely got in. Every once in a while, you'd see a little millipede like kind of slowly crawling across the floor, and you can just go scoop them up and put them outside. <laughs> so, like, that was probably the most like chill in the pest infestation I've ever had. Like, I didn't even mind them. I was just like, oh, look, it's a little, a little uh, crawly bug. Hey, little crawly bug crawling around. <laughs> hey, you stupid little crawly bug. All you know how to do is crawl. Anyway. Oh, so I did, I did, I did <laughs> yeah. a little bit more research, sorry. Um, I did do a little bit more research, but so the, the basic, uh, basically the true, there's no, uh, the true events yeah. that it, supposedly depicts are never mentioned in the film or in any of its press releases so there's it just it was literally it was just a tag or 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 if you want to really stretch like the true events like that it was based on would probably or could be assumed to be the satanic panic yeah it's it's based on a story from that yeah yeah or not even from it but just like based around the concept of satanic panic in that time period i could Mm -hmm. see that um yeah uh i don't know kelly you haven't said much oh no that's that's (laughs) why i've been uh so i i did enjoy this one um yeah despite the slow pacing i don't know it it the vibe and everything of it like grabs me in enough to Mm -hmm. where i didn't really feel bored or anything uh throughout it so I I uh I enjoyed the yeah the pacing the just overall creepiness of it the yeah the complete disregard for characters because it's just like <laughs> nope don't care boom so like bye um and yeah just I I like the the whole eighties aesthetic like it fit like perfectly yeah because like yeah you know obviously I wasn't around for much of those either but mm. uh from what I've been told and what I've seen. <laughs> It uh, it fit things pretty well, so yeah, I I like this one a lot. I had seen it, I think, not long after it came out. It was just on Netflix one time. Like I remember watching it in college, but I didn't remember a whole lot about it. Um, yeah, I think that was around like on Netflix. I think is where I first saw it too. Yeah. So it was yeah, it was a well quote unquote good time. Uh, 
a good movie. I'll put it that way. <laughs> See, you got, you got, you got some stuff from me. Favorite kill, obviously. I guess, none of these other movies had Greta Gerwig getting her head blown off abruptly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, favorite kill, uh, favorite music. I do love the tunes, especially like the the opening credits theme. It, it, like that that th- that theme is super John Carpenter, right? And I loved it. Like like John Carpenter, that's but not Carpenter straight up. Mm-hmm. Like but a, like kind of a variation on something a, car- a Carpenter might do. Yeah, um, but I really enjoyed it. Plus the uh, the licensed songs too. I thought were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And used well too. Like I like the scene, like the the montage scene where she just puts on her headphones and is dancing around the house. I thought that was really cool. That was her own choreography too. She did all of the dancing. That makes sense because it, it felt very it. natural. Like it felt mm-hmm. very just like girl alone in a house that she's not familiar with, being bored, just like grooving out. Be like ah. Gotta find some way to pass the time. Fuck it. Let's put on some tunes and jam. And uh, favorite special effects, because <laughs> blown off faces and also that demon thing. That demon thing was very well done. Very creepy. Loved the makeup on that. That's what it got from me. Mm-hmm. Um, it got a lot from me. <laughs> So uh, it got favorite kill. And while Greta's death was pretty fantastic, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I do have to say what really, like, I didn't expect her to blow her own head off. Like, right. that just freaking, like, shook at me. Because, like, he was sitting there and he was, like, so concerned. He was like, it's okay, you can kill me. And she's like, nah, motherfucker, kablam. I was like, fuck. That's really But she cool. didn't die, though. She so didn't. So technically she... not a kill. Listen, she tried, <laughs> damn it. But the intent like, it was, was there, sure. Yeah, the intent was there. She would have been dead if it weren't for demon and tummy. <laughs> um, <laughs> immaculate conception. Um... It got favorite story because I still don't honestly understand what's going on there. Um, but apparently she's going to have a baby here in, in however many demon months is equivalent to human months. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. It just it was a good story. It was cozy. It was tense. It was uncomfortable. The candy mm. was apparently disgusting at first. And then she found one she liked and she kept. Um, <laughs> uh, and then she got her head blew off. So it didn't matter. Uh, I I want to know what was going on with the weirdly deformed ma like child thing. Monster. Yeah, the weird demon thing. What the fuck is up with that thing that like, yeah. literally looks like it came out of uh Silent or not Silent Hill? Fucking Resident Evil. There's a child. There's a. <laughs> oh, it, like, Lisa Trevor. Evil for- Lisa Trevor. It looks like yeah. fucking Lisa Trevor. Like, looks like Lisa I Trevor. The fucking thing. thing. And I was like, yeah, it looks like Lisa Trevor, the fucking thing. And um, I was just, I was sitting there, I was like, why is Lisa Trevor in this film? <laughs> and uh, I don't. Listen, Lisa Trevor understand. needs work in between Resident Evil movies and games too, just like the rest of us. So if I'm understanding correctly, they weren't even going to kill her. No. Because they were, they just wanted her to have a baby. Yeah. 
demon baby. So like I don't I don't know. I'm kind of in that loop of at that point if they've been able to impregnate me and they have not done things to me, mm-hmm. then at that point by logical deduction, Satan is real. At that point <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to become Satan. Satan is real and he's in your tummy. Exactly. I'm going to be giving birth to, to Satan. Maybe if I do it right, you know, at, at the end of the day, maybe maybe I'll get... So you'd Rosemary's like, baby it at the end. Yeah, I'd Rosemary's baby it. You'd like, be if like, all right. Kill me, I don't like, like you I, motherfuckers, I, 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 but I'll play along because, like, I'm going to be Satan's mama and uh, when, he, when he grows up... <laughs> At the, at the, at the I'm going to have Satan like, on my side. You at fuckers the kitchen table, dudes. I might have been like, okay, you're going to pay me $300 to watch your old ass mom who technically doesn't even need anybody. What's really going on? What do you actually fucking need help with, dude? Just stop <laughs> fucking stop being around the bush. What is going on? Why are you You try you trying to lease my uterus for Satan? If you're trying right. to lease my uterus for Satan, you you gotta tell me. <laughs> like, bruh, if you're gonna fucking do that, just tell me. All right, like, legitimately, like, just ask me. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm into you it. I'm not know. saying I'm not into it. Just be straight with me, and then we can ha- then we can start negotiations. <laughs> like, and then at that point, like, if they were successful with it, okay, they drugged me. All right, I wake up. Some voodoo shit is going on. All right, and and. And I freak out, and their first goal isn't immediately to kill me. Like, I've gotten to the point where I've gotten out of the circle, I've bapped them in the head a couple times, you know, and they ain't trying to hurt me no more. I'm going to ask them for some answers before <laughs> I start shooting people's heads off. Mm-hmm. Or or stabbing them to death, or doing whatever she did to them. Like, I, I just, I, like... Because there's an opportunity <laughs> there, ma'am. You were worried about making your rent... <laughs> for just this one time but lo do you know you could have just made a uterine contract yeah. to have some contractions a, a lifetime supply of satan money <laughs> exactly like and all you gotta do is you just gotta poop out a little demon baby it's not yeah, just it's one only little, gonna hurt a lot just want just shit out <laughs> one little satan and little satan. you're good like I don't know. Like, she had a lot of opportunities she overlooked. I'm just saying. <laughs> she was taking the narrow view. <laughs> yeah, you. But it got, um, it got sleeper hit for me. Most yeah. assuredly. Like, I definitely think more people need to watch this. I think it was just, it was, it was a really interesting, in my opinion, I would have liked to have seen more their side of things. Yeah. To know what they were, what exactly their their like end goal was, like why, yeah, why were what? Hey, first of all, what the fuck is up with Lisa Trevor? Right. Second of all, why were you just trying to impregnate her? Like, I know it's some all knowing Satan thing, and it had something to do with the lunar eclipse and all that jazz. And I get that, but why? Like, mm. I need more information, and like I can fill in a couple of blanks, but like. I, I can only fill in so many blanks as to why Lisa Trevor is there. Right. And I think that's also <laughs> I why like, I kind of settled on, like, this, the movie is more of an experimental film than it is yeah. an actual film. 
because like they, it does have a plot it does have characters and a story but they're mostly there just to facilitate the experiment of creating an 80s movie in the 2000s and and honestly like actually i'll even take a step further it felt like the information surrounding the satanism itself mm. was a lot like the um the empty finger pointing of the people that use satanism as an excuse for blaming something they didn't like they didn't have a whole bunch of factoids behind it right they just like to point their fingers because it was weird right but it also got scariest movie from me because Lisa Trevor was not expected. <laughs> and then also it wasn't expected that there would be flashbacks to Lisa Trevor's face, which mm -hmm. scared the ever living fuck out of me. Creepy as hell. Because I was not aware that Lisa Trevor was going to come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I don't well, know that's why the thing. I Lisa Trevor always away. comes back because Lisa Trevor can't die. So. Yep. Um, it got favorite music again for the same reasons that you gave it. Mm. Um, favorite SFX because I just enjoyed everything about it, and it got. That's where I ended it. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. It got all of those things, and those were the things that it got. <laughs> the thing about uh, the things that it got is they are the ones that I picked <laughs> for the things for them to get. Yes. yes. Maybe. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think that's right. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, for me, it got favorite kill for yes, the uh, the big boom. Uh, <laughs> favorite story because yeah, it just was creep yeah creepy and ugh. um and as such scariest. It's like I like the story, but also like it was very very creepy. Yeah. Um, and those are all the things that I gave it. All right. So finally, we have We Summon the Darkness from 2019, which was Kettlespeak. Uh, yeah, so using my tried and true method of Googling the category of the month and picking out one that looks cool, that was this month's choice. Um, few things drew it to me. Uh-huh. Uh, well, metal, yeah. Satan, uh, <laughs> the, the soul-piercing eyes of, uh, What's her Alexandra uh, Daddario? Alexandra Daddario, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I was just kind of curious, and also I didn't notice until after picking it. Also, Johnny Knoxville because reasons. Knoxville. <laughs> um, yeah, playing a evangelical preacher, so that was also pretty entertaining. I I'll say I don't think Knoxville's not going to win any awards for acting in his life, probably, but like it was still a good time. <laughs> uh -huh. Now, to be fair, like I, a lot of the roles he picks don't require a lot of acting chops from him. So, That's like, true, I think yeah. I think he understands his wheelhouse. But to that point, uh, I did see him. What was it called? Grand Theft Parsons, which is like mm. a little independent film type stuff that he played the lead in, and it's kind of like, like, a dramedy of sorts. And uh, I thought he did a really good uh, act, like kind of serious acting role in that. So okay. like he's got he's got some acting chops in him, but yeah. like mostly he leans into hi I'm Johnny Knoxville remember me from Jackass, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I'm like yeah I do, which also works because yes I do and I love you yeah exactly, <laughs> um, but yeah so yeah this one takes place in the 80s in Indiana so like I'm yeah, already it, in there you go yeah um 
And it, it's one of those, like, I knew something was up, like, at the beginning, because it, it seemed like it was going, like, way too obvious, and I'm like, well, the twist is probably that, like, it's them. Yeah. And then it, and then it was. Yeah. And then, uh, and then it was like, oh, okay, but we're not, like, actually Satanists, we don't really care about that. That I was a little bit surprised about. I was like, oh, I thought y'all would just be the... Mm-hmm. In the cult or whatever. I mean, I guess yeah. they were in a cult, but but not you know. the one that we were led to. Not believe. the one you think. Yeah, which See, I wasn't surprised by that twist. I was really uh, no, because I, really I wasn't. Like it, it was. I was a little disappointed that it went that route because, oh. um, like I, I, I don't know. Like it's the same the same way that I think other people get frustrated with uh, people villainizing something else. I, I'm tired of people using the crutch of Christians being the evil ones. Like, get a little bit more original. That's a little old. Like, I get it. But I, I don't know. It just frustrates me to a degree because it's always either or. It can't ever be something actually interesting. You've got to turn it into... Christianity's ultimately the bad guy or Satanism's ultimately the bad guy. Like it couldn't, I, I don't know. For me, it copped out. It took an easy crutch. <clears throat> See, I thought for me, I thought like I, I picked up that the, the girls were doing the killing or, or were killers pretty quick. Like yeah. it, it, it seemed, it seemed especially like when they're all like sharing their first rock show stories and Alexander Daddario clearly has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. Uh, and I was like, I was like, that's odd. And, and pretty much shortly after that, I was, I was like, oh, I get it. They're the killers. So when, when the double twist of like, oh, we're not Satanists, we love Jesus, came, I was like, oh shit, that's actually kind of an interesting take. And like the whole like satanic kill spree was a a mass conspiracy conspiracy by Knoxville's character to get more followers and more donations. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was a really interesting, clever twist on things. Because, honestly, like, trying to think of other movies to compare this one to with that type of a uh, a presentation, like, the only other one I could really think of was Red State. Mm. Um at least on this level like there there's there's definitely been other tropes of like the puritanical christian being kind of if not the main villain but being like a sub villain like right. like i i know the mist did that um and like there have been other movies that have done that but like less so like front and stage like the primary killers and antagonists are christians <laughs> and they're doing it for manipulative christian reasons like i feel like that's rarer um that's that's you know that's that's i'll give you that one that one's a little bit fairer but and and also that reminded me of like my funny thing that i mentioned before the show is that both of you came to me separately about this movie (laughs) and you didn't say anything specific but you both said that there were funny thing there was something funny about it that you were interested in talking about the movie and so when i and that was before i had seen it so when that twist happened i'm like oh that's got to be it like that's got to be the funny thing of note that both of you felt compelled to mention to me separately which like neff occasionally 
gives me like pre-show like vibes because mm-hmm. it's inescapable we live together but like it's much more rare for for you kettle to like come like say anything about any of the movies pre beforehand mm-hmm. so i thought that was i and, it, and it, it was both of you and it was about the same movie and i was like that's interesting that you both did that <laughs> Um, but was what more, but was I, that it was that like the the like the motivation behind you guys like mentioning something vague to me about it well i thought yeah, i just thought you were gonna else? find it amusing that i was going to stick up on the side of like christians right like i, I thought you'd find that that one yeah no that was surprising as well yeah yeah well because like i i i i'm even though i am essentially atheistic is the best way I can put it. I I strongly believe I'm getting turned into a space fart when I die. It's fine. I'm okay with that. It's all right. Um, Like I, people have a right to believe in things. And I feel that Christians do a well enough job (laughs) incriminating themselves yeah half the time that like i i, I don't know but, like, well, and it's less to do with that honestly it's more to do with like i feel like that's just the easy way out i guess after watching maybe it's because i had just watched house of the devil and house of the devil gave me a very non-secular ending because i don't know why the fuck she's pregnant <laughs> I don't know why the fuck she got a demon baby in her, but I'm a little concerned because the rest of the movie had very um realistic, honestly, like tangible grounding. Like you're like, ah, this ain't gonna go supernatural. Ah, this ain't gonna go supernatural. And then it goes slightly supernatural. He did that in Innkeeper too. Yeah. Uh Innkeepers too. But like still nonetheless, like I I completely forgot that he was the one who did in Innkeepers um while watching this movie but like with we summon the darkness i don't know i guess i was just hoping for more because well, we kind of got two mm-hmm. fancy devils well yeah. i guess fancy well, we got two magic devils and then we got one that was more based in reality and yeah. i just hate how instead of it just you want you I, wanted more satan I wanted more Satan, and also, I guess, I just really get tired of how people in cults are portrayed. I think the only honest-to-God thing I can say that I can give um, this this movie, like, a, like a, a, a nod in the right direction, is um, when Amy Forsyth's character goes... They don't know honestly what they're doing. They've been brainwashed. Like that. Right. That was really cool to see. But like, I I, I don't know. You, like there's, this, I'm not saying that people who have been in cults are commonplace and it's really much of an issue. It's not. But like, God damn it. <laughs> it's, it's, they're not mentally unhinged. They've just been taken advantage of. And, I mean, I yeah. think that could well, vary from unhinged. that could vary yeah. from character to character, uh, and on, on the one hand, like, listen, the Christians have at least one, maybe more, completely functional movie studios 
that make products that um, essentially solely focus on boohoo, we're Christians and we're being persecuted. So you know what? A a few movies on the other side that are like poking fun at them, in a sense, Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Um, Yeah. No, that's fair. And also, I, just, I, I thought was... it was an interesting... Like, once that twist happened, I thought it was an interesting um, kind of take and commentary on the concept of satanic panic as a whole. Because mm-hmm. that was predicated by religious Christian organizations. I like, guess it's... They were the ones that blew the satanic panic way out of proportion based on very little if any evidence so it was kind of interesting to me to see a movie that took that that kind of reality and took it to insane proportions we're like what if beyond just propagating the satanic panic mythos they also went further and started killing people to propagate it um i I thought i thought uh, yeah i thought that was an interesting take uh and definitely different from uh, any movie that i that i had seen so like the the twist that they were evil like didn't come as a surprise to me it also didn't bother me that it didn't come as a surprise to me because it didn't didn't even feel like that was meant to come as a surprise Mm -mm. it it seemed like they set that up and they're like they're like if you pay attention you will realize ahead of time that these chicks are up to no good I think so. I, so I the double the twist stranger... of of yes, I'm I'm Johnny Knox, the preacher Knoxville's daughter, and and we're Christians and we're we're convincing the world that a satanic cult is mass murdering people across the country, so that Daddy can get more donation money <laughs> and more followers, mm-hmm. and and in the set and in that realm, even from like the Christian perspective, I would say that. Christians would even look at them and say, you're not Christians. You, you have, you may call yourself Christians, but clearly you have fallen from the path because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. E- and I feel like the movie, especially by uh, drawing the attention of Knoxville is stealing the, the donation money. He's not using it to help people. He's using it to buy himself houses and fancy shit. Like, so Real proper, like good Christians would look at that and be like, "Yes, that 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 is a deviation. That that is not a true Christian. They they are wicked in many ways beyond just killing people." Mm-hmm. Um, um, and they also make a point of of narrowing it down to like it is Knoxville, Knoxville, like kind of organizing everything. They don't say it's all Christians. It's it's Knoxville's organization doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more like televangelist, really. Yeah. Uh, I think it was also just like it was following, like, it was. So, it's a movie set in the now. Yeah. Or twenty nineteen anyway. Twenty well the 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 now ish. Modern era. I don't yeah. believe that anybody believes that this was a safe idea. In this day and age, who who fucking thought this was a good fucking idea? Oh wait, no, it's set in the eighties, isn't it? Was it eighty eight? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I forgot that it was, but but yeah, because the like the fancy thing is like her, her stepmom had a car phone to call nine one one. That's right, yeah. That's uh, and even Knoxville why... says I have a cellular phone. Like who says yeah. cellular phone anymore? Also, a fun th a fun thing I noticed when um was it Bev finds the money in the garage or whatever, it was using current hundred dollar bills that uh they did not look like that back in the eighties. So continuity <laughs> error. They did fuck I... that up a little bit. I think I think that's more or less what. It, it but also the conversation feel they had, like like an eighties movie. Uh, it did to it. But the one thing that that stood out for me as far as like dating it was like the conversation they have about music. Like I thought, I thought like like especially them talking about Cliff Burton and and like everything else happening around that time. Yeah, because like, the, they felt were talking very about genuine. like uh... that felt like metalheads having a conversation. Because they were talking about and Justice for All coming out, right? Yeah, and like Jason Newstead being the new oh. bassist. Yeah. See, I guess I really just did not catch enough on the subtlety, and I think it is a shockingly, and one of the things like I liked and disliked about it is that it it's shockingly subtle in a lot of the things it does. It's it's a very modern eighties. If that makes any sense, like they, it's and it it's doesn't have the stylized, visual. It's a hyper. Yeah. It's a hyper stylized '80s movie, yeah. and I think it's more in my mind the re the disconnect for me, and because I I did not have any fond inklings or memories of the '80s other than what's given to me in media. Honestly, if we're 100 honest, and I found that I prefer the take of like what was done in House of the Devil, where it feels like it legitimately is from the '80s, where this feels more so like it's a it's set in the '80s, but most of the nods to it are for are more of like a fan service than a continuity check. Right. Well, I mean, this is not neo-nostalgia. Yeah. This no. is this is just a movie that happens to take place in the 80s. Probably again to um tie into the satanic panic of that era. That makes sense, yeah. Um just to make that more present and relevant even though that was the other fun little thing and that's not even trivia, that's just a, a fun little like idea bubble that popped up into my head that being the concept of satanic panic itself which satanic panic is kind of like a venereal disease it just like it doesn't ever really go away but every once in a while there's flare-ups of it it's like fucking herpes <laughs> but the strongest outbreak of satanic panic definitely was back in the 80s so like it makes sense that they would set it then well um, technically the strongest uh the strongest instance of satanic panic would have been uh the salem witch trials yeah but satanic panic as it was labeled like they didn't call that satanic but it was uh, you're so right you're actually right. that was you're you, right you are that actually was, correct right. in that assessment that was, let me let me correct myself that was ye old witch hunt yeah that, that was just witch hunt but that it, was a form of satanic panic they of just hadn't come mm -hmm. up with the label yet but yeah, no, no you're absolutely right. And, and again, goes mm -hmm. goes to the point of satanic panic is really just like herpes. Yep. Well, that's it's why just I some shit that flares up every once in a while. Yeah, no, that actually makes a lot of sense. I hadn't considered that, but yes. Um. But yeah, no, I I thought that that it 
did a lot of stuff like kind of it, it didn't it it's the type of movie that you kind of expect to go over the top and whoa, whoa. Oh, i was sorry cats uh, oh no kitties and, and it really doesn't go super over the top and the same thing with like there, there's there's plenty of moments in the movie that are funny but mm-hmm. it's not a comedy it doesn't lean into horror comedy at all and i thought the balance that they they managed to strike with it was pretty unique and satisfying in that respect until it got towards the climax at which point i do kind of wish it had gone a little bit more over the top like i thought um uh the one character uh with the small bladder like she 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 succumbs to bad cgi fire like and that's it that's apparently just how she died i kept expecting her to show back up with like her hair burnt burnt up and everything like that and she never does and even Alexandra Daddario's character, like, she falls out a window, and then we get, uh, like, her getting run over by a car, but we don't see it happen. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I really wanted those deaths to be more impactful and a little yeah. bit more over the top than they were. So it was a little, like, unsatisfying. It was like an unsatisfying resolution to what otherwise I thought was a rather impressive balancing act that they managed to achieve between like funny moments and serious moments and, and um mm-hmm. clever, clever twists and stuff like that um but overall like yeah I, I mostly enjoyed it i mostly had a pretty good time with it i yeah i honestly like other than the few things that i had an issue with it um alexandria Dadario. Dadario is yeah. Um, I I love her and I I love her in a horror film. She's so good in a horror movie. I find it amusing that what this came out in 2019. So yeah. uh, Oh, let's see. So you she, she I think she was like she was like 30 something when this came out. Okay. She was born in 86. So she's playing a fucking. She's a like, year old or younger than I am. She's playing like a yeah. She's playing like a freaking teenager in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. It still sold it though. That. Like I, I could like like you know definitely old older teens like eighteen at a minimum. Mm-hmm. But still within the age bracket of like oh, yeah I I, uh, I I didn't not buy it. She's from um Baywatch is what Yeah, she was in Baywatch. She was also in Texas Chainsaw 3D. Um she was also in I think the first season of True Detective. She's also apparently in a book or in a show called Mayfair Witches. Okay. She's done she's done Anne Rice's decent amount of horror stuff which makes me happy because like she she's so fucking great in horror like she can play the final girl she can play the psycho killer she can play the victim like she can do the the horror movie trifecta uh and and sell all of them uh so it's it's very fun to see her in a horror movie Mm -hmm. and then also like i did when when Knoxville initially shows up as like a talking head on a TV sc- screen, um, speaking about the evils of of rock and roll music, 
that just gave me such vibes of like like those those are usually cameo roles that in the past like Ozzy Osbourne has played that role Alice Cooper has played that role and now in the modern era we have Johnny Knoxville playing that role <laughs> and it's so good it's such perfect casting mm-hmm. oh now, it's kind of cool all the Daddarios seem to do a bit of horror Oh, there's more than one. I did not, there's a I did not there's a that. there's a her Daddario, there's a Matthew Daddario, and there's a Catherine Daddario. Oh, okay, They're all actors. Nice. Yeah, Matthew Daddario is handsome, of course. Of course. And Catherine Daddario is a year younger than me. Oh shit! And uh, she has stunning eyes, just like her sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to see if she's been in anything you would have recognized. Uh, Matthew Daddario is in Cabin Fever. As Jeff. which one? The new one? Uh, from 2016. Yes. Okay, so the new new. I haven't seen that one. Okay. Um, he's been. In... I I don't know if he's been in anything else that you've seen. Then I I don't know, but he's he was in that for horror. He was also in Blue Bloods, but I don't think you watched that show. No. No. Um, yeah. But the, yes, there are three of them. Nice. I look forward to the Dario, uh, continuing Dario horror legacy. I hope so. We, we need Ale- Alexander Dario, Kyle Gallner, and Thomas Decker in a horror mo- in like 10 horror movies this year immediately. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and Fiona Duroff too. Uh, also, it'll become it'll become clear when we get to the dank scores, but uh, I I always like mentioning it uh, when it happens. But the extras fucking drink in this movie. <laughs> the extras had full permission to be slurping in from them beer cans. I know because oh, yeah. my eyes were darting around like a fucking maniac during the uh, rock show scene. Oh man! There were so many people in the background just like swigging beer. I wonder if it was just water in a can, though. Oh, probably, but still, like even that, like there's been so many like party or bar scenes where like people will have beverages, but you'll never see them take a sip. That it still stands out to me when that's not the case, and everyone or like a lot of people are swigging, and I'm like, there you go. That's how you build a realistic atmosphere. You let the extras drink. <laughs> right. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I had a good time with it. Mhm. Yeah. Um I I liked all the girls. Mhm. They were they were a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Um I I really did enjoy the blonde. The blonde was a lot of fun. Oh, she was lovely. She <laughs> like was... and the fact that her tiny bladder carried out throughout the movie. It did. And, and again, that's one of those examples, like, it, it was just kind of a funny moment of, like, in the middle of their murder spree, she just, like, heads off to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But they don't draw uh, a lot of attention to it, they don't, like, really play it for laughs, but it is just kind of there, because it's established that her character pees all the fucking time. <laughs> So when it happens, you get, like, kind of an amusing chuckle out of it, but it doesn't break the tension or anything like that. It it still just keeps going. Right. 
I've covered mine. I guess I'll explain a couple things too when I'm going over my categories. So, right. Yeah, let's see. You got you got a few things from me. Favorite story? Because like, yeah, no, I really did enjoy the twist, or rather, the second twist, and just kind of kind of how even keel they played it. Like the like, I could see there being a lot of temptation to go like full horror comedy with it, and they really didn't, and I appreciated that. Uh, most quotable. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything in particular. The most quotable was tough for me this month because I got to the end. I was like, no specific lines st- stuck out to me, and I didn't write any of them down. But I, I think, oh, you know what it was for most quotable? That it was literally just like the, uh, the, the heavy metal conversations that they had felt like very genuine, very like, like I've had those conversations with other like metalheads. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just felt very genuine and very real, and I appreciated that. Uh, sleeper hit because um, at first I didn't even think that I'd ever heard of this movie, and then I saw the poster, and I was like, "Oh right, I've seen the poster flash up on Twitter," and I was like, "Oh shit, it's Knoxville and Dead Ario." That I seems. I didn't even appealing. realize Knoxville was in this. I'm going to be honest until, <laughs> until he showed up. Well, no, until. Uh, until you guys just mentioned it, I didn't even. Oh, you didn't know that them. the uh, preacher was Knoxville. Oh wow! His no, voice didn't I give it away. He's got a very distinct note voice. I um, guess so for you guys. For me, <laughs> as someone who really didn't care about Jackass. Oh, fair I enough. Watched a lot. Of I, 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 I resisted Jackass for a while, but once I got hooked in, I, I got hooked in. I watched none of it. I don't like watching people put themselves in pain. It fair. Is not my. See, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I don't usually either, which is why I resisted Jackass for so long. But then finally, somehow, I managed to watch Jackass, and I was like, "This is the funniest shit ever." I watched it once, and I was like, I'm glad they're having a good time. This is not great for me. I'm going to go watch something else with my free time. Like, I don't have any issue with people that enjoy it. Like, by all means, enjoy it. But, like, for me, personally, I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) This just looks painful. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, yeah. For, for, for those reasons, and also the fact that like I did surprisingly, I didn't know what to expect, but I, I really wound up enjoying it. Sleeper hit. Uh, and most entertaining, because I, I was very entertained. All right, so uh, this got for me most quotable. Don't ask me why. I don't <laughs> remember. It was probably the tiny bladder thing. Yeah, I can uh, see that too. As well as being relatable, it was potable. <laughs> uh, also, I figured I don't know why, but like maybe it was just because like Daenerys' eyes told me to <laughs> specifically so, yeah. her eyes, like not her yeah. it just her eyes separately from the rest of her said, "You will pick most quotable." Yeah, fair. I, I don't That's know. fair. Like this just felt like one that you guys would be like. Yeah, I'm gonna quote <laughs> this. Um, fair. Um, other than you know, I, when I in reality should have probably picked House of the Devil because you guys have quoted the blam scene several times now. Just blam, you know the gunshot. That yeah, happens. yeah. But, except yeah. except none of us gave House of the Devil no. was quotable. So <laughs> I know it wouldn't work. Um, but uh, yeah, and then it got uh most entertaining. 
screw me. Because it was. Like, I... Overall, the facial expressions in this fucking movie were golden. <laughs> like, I was so thoroughly entertained by how everybody react. Like, everybody just did a really good job of of emoting with their faces. And I don't know, something about maybe just when I watched it, it just hit me right. Like, I was just, the, the facial expressions just got me. I was just like, this is intense. You're great with your face. Let's go. And I, I'm sure they don't hear that often or at all, but like <laughs> they did a good job. Like Daddario's got some fucking haunting eyes and they <laughs> scare me a little. Even when they are hyper colored or mm. undercolored, they're still very scary. But also really cool. Um but yeah, Kettle, what'd you give it? Uh let's see. I gave it a favorite poster because I like that uh kind of starry pentagram thing mm. um i gave it the comfiest just because i i like the vibe of the the setting and the time and the uh you know if it wasn't the whole they're like trying to kill you it'd really be kind of more of a fun experience yeah. uh all all other things remaining the same <laughs> um and okay so yeah uh sleeper hit because mm -hmm. uh, i kind of expected it to be like meh and i liked it more than i thought i would yeah um favorite music because yeah it incorporated some metal some pop stuff like i just had i thought that was fun and it was also the most entertaining to me all right well now we can get down to ranked overall and uh our custom category for this month which is best satanist all right. <laughs> so ranked for me number one we summon the darkness strangely enough um number two race with the devil number three house of the house of the devil house of the De i don't know repeated viewings it's like i enjoy it but to me it is a bit slow in the middle oh it's fair. it's a bit like kind of like i can i can see the inspiration you know like what? like the elements that of means... of carpenter and everything like that but it does make repeat viewings of house of the devil a little bit like trying at times i get that actually because like i enjoy slice of life stuff a lot so like yeah. the the slow parts don't hit me as hard as maybe they hit you whereas like i think like the slice of life stuff has to be just fucking right for you for you to be like yeah I and like i mean this. i dig this it wasn't even so much slice of life but but for me like the house of the devil really slows down when it's her alone in the house yeah where she's just you're, you're like, 100%. like, and especially her alone in the house pre her putting on the headphones and dancing. Cause that, that is a great little segment, but like, there's a whole, what feels like a very long segment where she's just kind of walking around the house, like looking in rooms mm -hmm. that again, upon repeated viewings, like that element, that section feels like it goes on forever without much happening. Um, but I, like I still enjoy the movie. I I think it's great. I think it's great as an experiment. Clearly, clearly a successful experiment, given the um, the rise of more neo nostalgia films afterwards. And who's to say if House of the Devil hadn't been made and hadn't hit, something like Turbo Kid might not exist. And I fucking adore Turbo Kid. It's one of my favorite hey. movies ever. And even though they're very different films, they're connected by that realm of neo-nostalgia, 
And if if one movie is not doesn't exist or isn't successful in some capacity, maybe the other one doesn't get money or doesn't mm-hmm. do, or doesn't get inspired. Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, just as as it's as a movie of its own like on having seen it a couple of times there's it's a little like the slowness really creeps in on me in that middle bit i can see that that's that's and that's honestly like that's fair yeah and then uh for best satanists number one house of the devil because they they were some good satanists they and they i think achieved their goal at the end too Mm -hmm. uh number two race with the devil because uh, everyone's a Satanist and they're all trying to ruin your vacation. And number three, we summon the darkness because technically no Satanist detected. True. <laughs> Kettle's the one responsible this month for picking a movie that technically doesn't fit the theme. <laughs> oh no. But it's understandable because by all accounts that should be a satanism movie yeah it's like you can't know until you see it it is a satanism movie it's just a satanism movie without any actual satanists so that's interesting and even then that listicle just lied to me so you know yeah uh, well i mean if they hadn't they would have spoiled the twist yeah exactly ritual there was but there weren't real satanists wow but yeah no that's and listen, look, I've got I've got the full sheet. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who only one who felt this way, all right? Anyway, Neff. <laughs> so ranked movies was House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. Cause I just really dug it. And for me, like it I don't know. It was just cozy. I'd watch it again. I'd probably watch it several times and be alright yeah. with it. Uh, We Summon the Darkness was number two, and Ride with the Devil was number three. Like, I enjoyed Ride with the Devil, but, like, I don't know. I'd, I'd give it higher rankings for car horror. In a car chase movie. <laughs> or, like, yeah, I don't car know. horror. Apparently they're going to in a car. Like, I Vehicular horror is a subgenre, by it the way. It is a subgenre. It is, because Carrie, or not Carrie, uh, Christine. Christine, which we already covered, but there are plenty did. of yeah. others. Oh, God, yes, there is. Like, not, I mean... Also including the fact that, you know, Stephen King has written, like, 12 different... Oh, yeah. Stephen Stephen King loves his possessed cars. He does. (laughs) Um, But, so, uh, it it, it was was just cars. And, like, while that was still really cool, don't get me fucking wrong, cool, it was cars. Yeah. Um, so, it was was alright. Like, I I wanted more Satan-y stuff. It was more cars than Satan. Um... So, yeah. and best Satanist mm-hmm. was the House of the Devil because actual Satan and also Lisa Trevor. <laughs> um, Ride with the Devil uh, at least had snakes in it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess well, snake you fangs, biblical, you know, and they're kind of inverted. By, uh, oh, you go by yeah. Biblical yeah. standards, then the serpent. at that point, the serpent, this, you know, does is the devil. You know, so um, that's why there's no snakes in Ireland. It's true. <laughs> snakes are actually pagans, though, people. Anyway, um, and uh, we some of the darkness got lost because there weren't even any Satanists. Not yeah. Even Satanists. Oh, I know. I was just fucking giving you shit. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> Carol. 
Yes. It's your turn. All right. Uh, so ranked movies, I went with House of the Devil, followed by We Summon the Darkness, and then Race with the Devil. But I'll say on the whole, like I liked everything this month to oh, a yeah. degree. So like Same. everything was, uh, yeah, pretty decent. It and was a good month. Best Satanist, uh, Boone, you and I had the same logic, have House of the Devil, because they got shit done. Uh, <laughs> race with the Devil, because, yeah, they were also Satanists, and then we summon the Darkness, because technically, not actually. <laughs> yeah, no Satanists detected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that was so funny, though. I was like, oh, shit, Kettle picked the theme, picked a movie, and technically... Oops. This movie doesn't have any Satanists in it. <laughs> Oopsie. Alright. Oopsie doopsie. So, so dank scores. We got, we got some dank scores for you. So ride race with the devil. We keep we keep it transposing ride with race. You know, yes, it, it's race with the devil. Um drug count of zero, alcohol count of eight, uh nudity count of four, including some uh, fuzzy boobs. But also some unfuzzy boobs that you kind of have to squint through some fire to see. Uh, kill count of three. Sex count of zero. For a total dank score of 15. The House of the Devil. Drug count of zero. Alcohol count of zero. Nudity count of zero. Kill count of six. Sex count of one. Because there is that scene towards the start where she comes to check on her roommate. We don't see the sex, but we the sock is on the door and we do hear the noises. I figured that was good mm. enough to count. I'll let it pass. <laughs> so, House of Devil total dank score of seven. We summon the darkness. Drug count of five. Some some reefer token and uh, one one cokehead stepmother gave us a drug count of five for that. Alcohol count, and this may not be accurate, but uh, I managed to to count twenty eight <laughs> for alcohol. Wow. Uh. Lots of the main characters drank a fair amount, and then all those damn extras. There's particularly like post show when they're in that the the front room of the of the venue. There's the dude in the background. He has like a white shirt on, and that extra like makes it from the right side of the room to the left side of the room in between cuts, and he is chugging beer the entire time. Now, granted, that only counted as one instance of alcohol consumption. Because the way I do it is, uh, it, however many sips of alcohol within a scene per character is one. So if nice. one character takes five sips of alcohol in a single scene, that still only counts for one. So that that should indicate how many people were sipping the booze in this movie to get up to 28. Uh, nudity count of zero, kill count of six, sex count of zero for a total dank score of 39. So We Summon the Darkness wins the dank score round. <laughs> As for full points, uh, well, we had a couple uh, matching bonuses. Uh, what were they? Yeah, well, House of the Devil with favorite kill across the board <laughs> got, got a matching bonus for a plus five. And We Summon the Darkness got most entertaining across the board for a plus five. Plus the plus five from winning Danks, so it got a, pl a total plus ten for bonus points. Hey. Uh, and now for the grand totals. Uh, in last place, with 57 points, Race with the Devil. In second place, 
with 88 points, We Summon the Darkness. And oh, in no. first place, with 116 damn points, The House of the Devil. Congratulations, Nephi, you win. Yay. Oh, no, didn't I win last time? <laughs> no, that was Kettle. No, that was me. Oh, yeah. that was Kettle did it. Satan. You picked Kettle Satan. did the dub. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he would say. Yeah, that's what he wanted to say. There we go. We got we got right at the end, but we got the I think you should leave reference in. There you go. A corrupt hospital. Something like that, I guess. Yeah, just hospital hospital horror. Hospital movies. horror, yeah. Yeah. The hot horror hospital horror is basically corrupt. Yeah. Um yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, gonna do the Tokoloshi. I think I will go with 2010's The Ward. Ooh, Carpenter. Yes. Nice. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 80s with it. Which it's it's. <clears throat> I think the, I think the official title might simply be Hospital Massacre, but I'm also seeing a poster with the title X-Ray. Which is also a great title. Mm. But yeah, from 1982, Hospital Massacre. 80s slacker horror in a, in a hospital. That's not Halloween 2. Nice. <laughs> so we got The Ward, Hospital Massacre, slash X-Ray, and yeah, Takalushi. Should be interesting grouping. But that's for next month. And there you have it. Thanks to our super unbeatable scientific process, we have determined the single greatest Satanism horror film of all time forever. It's the House of the Devil. <laughs> That's the one. That's it. End of discussion. However, if you think there's a better one out there, by all means, we know what it is over on Twitter. At Boone's Trebler, you can find the link down below. And until the spook show comes around again, this is your humble reminder to get melted XOX.